Hey friends, welcome to the Strangers in Common podcast. I hope this finds you well, but if you're not well, well that's okay. I'm always here for you. So let's go ahead, we'll jump right into the episode. Let's go ahead and get to know somebody that you don't, and today that person is Lynn. Um, all right, Lynn, thanks for joining me on this. So we'll go ahead and jump in and wherever you want to start and take us on a journey through your life. All right, man. Um, see, it's where to start with one. My name is Len. Why people know me by Llama, Len Llama. Um, I'm from New Rochelle, New York. I was born in the Bronx, but um, I moved to New Rochelle before I can even process thoughts and remember anything. So I was here like one year old. My family moved here. My mom. Um, I'm a first generation American for sure. So my parents is from uh, Jamaica. Okay. Um. Yeah, my mom came in from Jamaica. My dad. Uh, my dad was around till I was like seven ish, and then he kind of went back to Jamaica. So after that, you know, it's like as a young kid, as a young boy, like and I got three, four other siblings. So oh, wow. um, I'm the second to youngest. So yeah, I got a brother and three sisters. Um. So you know, once my pops wasn't around, my mom working. As a Jamaican, you know, they got three, four jobs, so she's working all day. So I'm just, you know, free range. Once my pops is gone, it's like, you know, that's where it starts. I'm just kind of outside doing whatever. So, um, yeah. Did that's your older siblings then help raise you? Is that, is that how it kind of worked out there? Yeah, pretty much my oldest sister. Um, she pretty much raised the rest of us because she, she got a little gap between, um, like, the one that's younger than her. She got like a 10 year gap. So she's like, you know, she's like our second mom, really. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, real quick, before you continue, just so you know, if your phone screen goes dark, it might cut you out. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. the only problem with the with this app. So just so you're aware. Um, so you've been then you've been in New York your whole life? Yeah. Um, well, I did live in DC, like Maryland area for like four years around okay yeah that's like that's later on though (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that was like 20 what is that 2015 ish 2014 okay yeah but yeah for the most part i grew up in new york i lived in new york my whole life um i don't even know i guess i'll start a little bit of elementary school is when I, i started getting into um to rap or making music like that at okay. first, I started playing um intru- instruments. Like I started playing piano, violin. Um, I guess I started that like uh elementary school, and that wow. kind of propelled me into music and art. I was always drawing too. I was into drawing. Like people knew me as like somebody I could draw pretty good at elementary. I really was getting it from my brother because he was super dope with the drawing from early, and I was kind of just following him and started drawing this shit too. And then um yeah, from there I just I think we just started making music. It started with me just buying that, getting that fifty cent album that that June album Beg for Mercy. It was over yeah. for me. 
<laughs> it was over from there. I'm like, man, now nah, I want to rap. So I'm like in fourth grade. It's me, my brother, and uh, my girlfriend, Long Live Boogie Nation, man. We all started rapping together um, at the crib. I was at the crib, just you know, we recorded music, putting it together on a little sound recorder on micro on 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 a Microsoft. I don't know if anybody remember that on the old computers. It was just a little app on the Microsoft computer called Recorder, where yep. you could just literally record your voice on it. But we used to record a beat on the first. We used to record the press record and recorder, record a beat on it, then open the app again and put one under it, and then press it real quick, play the beat, and then record our voice. Over and then oh, so you were mixing even before. Yeah, we were just, we were doing some kind of finesse. We were just making it happen, just making tracks also also crazy. Just I don't know, just thinking of some crazy ass ideas, and we made it work. So that was just me, my brother, and my homie started recording tracks, and then from there it's like you know, I don't know, it's just growing up, you know, young kid in the inner city. I'm from New Rochelle, New York. Just for reference for people that are listening. For reference, it's like New Rochelle is basically like ten minutes from the Bronx, and okay. thirty minutes, thirty minutes from like Times Square, in New York City. So just for ge- geographic reference, right? That's the only where, place I've been out there is Times Square, like that area right there. So yeah, just for reference, I know most people have been to like the city, Times Square, like New York City. So right, Empire State Building, all that. We're like thirty minutes from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what New Rochelle is, and um. Yeah, so we're like right, we're like right there. We call it Westchester County. So that's why I grew up in, um, you know, just being outside after that through middle school. It's like you know, you get into stuff, you start going outside. Especially because like I had so much freedom as from young, like you know what I'm saying. So I was outside really from like fifth grade, fourth grade, sixth grade, pretty much just outside doing whatever. Right. Then, you know, you get into stuff. You know, listening to G Unit, man. I only. I only had my mind on one thing, you know. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be a gangster. <laughs> you know so that's what I was kind of into, you know. I was on that, but luckily, I don't know. I say luckily, but like a lot of my like majority of the people I was hanging around middle school, like they were like the first to like get locked up, and that kind of just left me with nobody to really do that type of shit with. Because like you know, early on, you know, y'all make y'all little cliques and groups, and you got your thing going. And right. then, you know, they had got into a situation. A lot of my friends had uh, went to jail early, like when we was like in eighth grade for some shit that happened. Um, it was like a group of like seven of them. I just wasn't there that day. So they ended up getting locked up for that shit. But um, that made me more dive into sports. So then sports became my main thing. Like in uh, middle school, I was playing football. Seventh and eighth grade, I was playing football. And then moving into high school. Once I was like, there's no weight limit. Because, you know, in the league I was playing with, it's called Youth Tackle League. There's no weight limit. So, I right. mean, there, there was a weight limit in Youth Tackle League. Like, so, if you're above a certain weight, like, you couldn't play or you had to go to the, the team above that. So, that was cool for me. I could, I was dominating in that league because I'm like, I'm playing with kids <laughs> my size. You know what I'm saying? So, when they came right. to high school and they was like, there's no weight limit, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not playing with no 250-pound kids and I was straight off of that. So I'm like, I just moved to basketball. And that was really my main thing throughout high school. It was just ball is life. I was playing basketball mainly. You know, oh, nice. Yeah, that was my main thing. And then, um, you know, I really kind of only even went to college to play basketball. You know, I didn't really want to go at first. Cause I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do. I really didn't get to the school I wanted to go to. 
it's crazy because Shout to Sal for even putting this interview together for us. But he, I, I heard him mention he went to Syracuse University. That was my dream college for real. Oh, was it? Yeah, but it was just super expensive, and my GPA was kind of like not all the way there to get to it. Right. I was like right under it. I probably had like an eighty-one average or whatever. So, but I wanted to do architecture, but. I was like, you know, I'm gonna just go for ball. Ended up going to Buffalo though, still, still upstate New York. And uh, okay. I went for one year, and I just was like, man, it's too much freedom, man. I'm in the dorms, chilling, smoking, playing the game. I'm like, yeah. I, I ended up after the first semester, I stopped going to class. I was like, man, we going to parties, club. I'm chilling in my dorm room, smoking, watching YouTube, playing 2K, fucking zombies. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different than high school. It doesn't have the structure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, this is this is too much for an 18 year old man, just 17, really, just out here, like, man, well, 18, yeah, I was 18, but I was like, there's a lot of freedom for 18. I basically got my own crib, and it's like, man, there's girls, it's the homies here, it's like, man, fuck class, <laughs> I'm like, right? Yeah, That's basically how I was. I'm like, man, I'm about to just chill and do what I do, and then like after I was just like, you know, and then it was kind of crazy because my first year, um. I didn't really have like a counselor like high school, so I ended up picking a senior class by accident, and I couldn't change it. And the teacher was just like, "You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna try to be easy on you, but like, it's just nothing you could do, you know." So that was like annoying. That I had to like take a super like fourth year level class my first year, and that kind of like set me back because I'm like, "Man, this journey is way too hard. I'm not even going to class." I just stopped going, and then. From there, I just dropped out. After that, I'm like, you know, I kind of started getting. Nope, did I lose you? I started getting really into photography and film. Okay. So, yeah, so that's evolved. And my main thing as of now, like, I have my business, I have the Llama Films. Like, I've shot with, you know, plenty of celebrities I might know, to, like, not to name drop, but, like, Steph London, Ed Lover, Benny the Butcher, Lil Uzi, Nicki Minaj. Like, you know, I just shot with, shot plenty of people, got pictures and photos of plenty, really? plenty artists, and that was just in a short period of time of me just taking it serious. I always kind of been into film, too, and photography and videography from young, because, um, before my dad left, he left like a little VHR camcorder type camera in the crib. Right. You know, me and my brother used to mess around with it and shoot little stupid short home videos and films and stuff and just get creative with it. So I was I was into it from then. And my brother too, by the way, is Marvelous Beats. He's actually like super big in DC. He's a he's a dope producer and violinist. He he probably oh, nice. seen him on yeah, you might have seen him on like NPR Tiny Desk. He did a joint with Gold Link on there. If you know NPR Tiny Desk, he's in that. I do, I do know what NPR Tiny Desk is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on he's in the episode with, with Gold Link. He's the one on the violin. That's that's my blood brother. We had the same birthday, but we two years apart. So that's, oh, wow. that was like a crazy theme to our life <laughs> growing up too. We always had the same birthday, but he's two years older than me. So that was always like a a, a huge theme to our life, sharing a birthday and stuff. But um. Yeah, he's 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 out of here. He's on he's his own planet right now. He's doing so much weddings and superstar stuff. SS Magazine, Shade Room, Fox Five News. Like he's he's wow. done it all. Yeah, he's he's, he's super. <laughs> Actually, we're both on Fox Five News, but that was like my era. I was speaking of when I went to DC. It wasn't oh, okay. Like, 
Yeah, it wasn't even like a purposeful move. It was kind of like I got kicked out the crib because I was just doing shit I wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know how that goes. So my mom was like, uh, you gotta just you gotta go figure it out. You gotta get out the crib with this. You know what I'm saying? You can't be doing this here. So yeah, I was like, all right. I just kind of packed up my shit and just went to my brother at an apartment at the at the time he had an apartment. He needed a roommate anyway. I just paid him like three months rent and was just like, I'ma just figure this shit out. So yeah, I started doing that. And then um after that, yeah, I just we ended up doing street shows eventually. We were like, um we were doing like because in DC is they have a dope culture where they kind of it's a lot of street performing culture where people um like kind of bring go to the corners and play instruments and people kind of like just stand around and watch and stuff like that. That's like a big culture in DC. So Okay. Yeah, so we used to, he used to come out, he used to play the violin, set up the speaker and all that. And then, um, yeah, so when I went in D.C., me and my brother started playing um, on the street. So he had the violin, I used to get on the buckets, like, you know, regular Home Depot buckets, and I used to drum. Right. So he used to play the violin, I used to drum. And then eventually, like, it that branched off to a lot of different opportunities. Like, one was, like, Fox 5 came up to him and wanted to do, like, an interview. They had, like, an interview segment where they were making a documentary about the street show culture in dc so okay that's out there if you probably look it's probably on the internet somewhere with fox 5 um commercial with well like documentary of the street shows me and my brother was in it and then um i'm sure i can find it <laughs> yeah and on a separate date uh he ended up bumping into wale's bodyguard if, if you know wale the artist uh i i do know wale he is uh i'm a huge wrestling fan so he's done stuff in the wrestling community is done. So. Yeah, yeah, we seen him doing the WWE stuff too. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I know he's got some stuff. He does some big events in April around April when they do their big shows and stuff. So fire, fire. Yeah, so, you know who that is. <laughs> so basically, his bodyguard ended up bumping into my brother on the street and was like, "Yo, you should come do a show with Wale like that. You know, it'd be dope." Like he 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 was messing with the with the my brother's music, so. Ended up connecting, and then my brother ended up doing the sold out show of Wale out there at the Fillmore. And then from there, that kind of like catapulted my brother into a whole different space. And he started doing a whole bunch of other stuff like NPR Tiny Desk, like I mentioned before. So, right, <laughs> yeah. So then I ended up playing the drum, the buckets by myself in New York City one day and bumping into somebody at Times Square that see me and was like, Yo, you want to be in a commercial? I see that, like, we need people like this dope. So I was in the spray ground commercial. It's a, it's a clothing brand out here in New York City called Sprayground, but ended up doing a commercial with my brother. I ended up telling my brother to pull up. We did a dope commercial for them. And we, oh, nice. uh, yeah, we used my brother and my other homie Jesse's beat in the commercial. So that was a little dope thing we did. But yeah, that 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 was crazy. Like that, that was like my DC phase of life right there. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, like all of that. It was it's a whole bunch more to it that is like. I kind of like being vague with it because I want to save a lot of it for like my book and my music coming up, and you know I have a bunch of shit coming up. So, no, you're good. I totally, I totally understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of detail to that story that I'm kind of just saving, but definitely was a mini movie like that. That was a that was a crazy four years of my life. Like, definitely changed me a lot. Definitely gave me a lot of wisdom and experience, and just being in a different city that I'm not from. I don't know anybody from out there. I just kind of went on some, on a whim, just last minute stuff. 
And that was just, yeah, that was a crazy ass experience for me. And um, yeah, that just opened my eyes to a lot more, gave me a lot of wisdom, and just ended up moving back to New York after that little four year stint out there. And um, yeah, I just got super heavy into the, the camera, super heavy in that, started shooting for a bunch of artists, doing music videos, which I still do now. So, how did you? How did you end up working on music videos? Um, basically, I knew a bunch of artists. I always knew a bunch of artists, like just local ones that rapped and stuff. So, as I was okay. getting into the camera, I was like, you know, I'll shoot your video fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, I, I just wanted the experience and to learn how to shoot a video and to get nice right. with it. So I just started started doing it for fifty dollars. Like, yo, I'll shoot your video. I started shooting for a bunch of different artists out here, and then I just eventually just kept getting nicer. I kept getting nicer with it. Got a newer camera, and then to the point now where I'm like, you know, I consider myself like pretty, pretty nice with it. Whereas now I'm charging what I'm charging now. And it's like, I don't work with so much bigger artists now. It's like, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent emotion. So. So what's been your, what's been your favorite video to shoot? Um, if, if you, if you can, if you can name one, I, I totally get it if you can. But. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> Mari Don is artist, the main artist I work with called Mari Don. He's about to blow up this year. Y'all gonna see for sure. But his name is Mari Don. M-A-R-R-I-D-O-N. If anybody's on YouTube, okay. you can search up Mari Don Gunman, gun with a V though. G-V-N. That video okay. is lit because we shot it in like three different states and it's just a movie from beginning to end. Like if you watch it, I shot that whole video, edited that whole video. That video was crazy. I ain't gonna lie. That was probably my favorite video to shoot. Just because nice. it took so long to shoot, and we were just, it's like a party throughout the whole video. It's, it's fire. You'll see it. If you if you check it out, if anybody else checks it out, y'all see it. It's super dope. I'll look. I'll look, I'll look after we're done talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I ain't going to try to watch a, videos while we're having artist. a conversation. <laughs> yeah, he's a dope artist, for sure. He's, he's, he's about to blow up this year, man. He got a lot of dope music. He's He's got a bunch of nice. stuff coming up, too, we're about to do. So I'm excited. This year is going to be gonna be dope this year. So, it has your has your has your life taken the trajectory that you saw as a kid, or is it more than you expected? Yeah, it's definitely been a lot more than I expected. As in terms to it, like I kind of you know as a kid you don't really picture the the adult stuff that come with shit and like the the evolution of the people around you the changes that happen in people's life, you know, people having children, right. people passing, different things like that. So it's like, I pictured a much more straight path to here. Definitely been what I pictured it was going to be. It's just now I'm getting to the point where it's like, all right, this is exactly what I pictured and it's going to hit that next level that I really pictured it being, you know? So it's like, right. we're about to hit that. I'm about that other notch that I really... Like, my brother's already there. We already seen that. Like, me and my brother used to talk about this shit all the time as kids, like, in the basement of the crib. Like, yo, like, I'm, I'm looking at him like, bro, you're going to be a superstar. You're going to be you're gonna be the one. Like, because he was always on top of all this shit when he was young. I'm just seeing it like, yeah, bro, like, we're both going to be doing this shit on a huge level. And it's, it's dope seeing him do all the stuff he's been doing. Because I'm like, we, we literally talked about all this shit, like, all the time. So, right. And it's now like I feel like I'm hitting that level where now it's like I'm right behind him doing the same kind of stuff, hitting that next level and doing a whole bunch of show. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I definitely seen it going here. Just the, the different bumps in the road I didn't see. I didn't I, I didn't have 
I didn't really plan for different stuff that's happened, especially over this past year. Like it was like 2022 was probably my best year. I, I give that up to my my um, superstitions and numerology. <laughs> okay. Like two is my lucky number. That's me and my brother being born on the second and it being two of us. Like two, two, two is always my number. And 2022 gotcha. was like a huge year for me. Just towards the end of it got crazy. Like my best friend and on some crazy shit, but that like kind of put a twist to the year and like put a twist to like a whole bunch of shit going on in my life. But last year was still dope. It's just you know going through it like it's, it, everybody agrees different, but you don't really notice you're in that space until you're like through it. You know what I'm saying? And you look back like, right. damn, I kind of even wasn't in a right space, but I kind of thought I was. I was just distracting myself and distracting my mind from it, but. Yeah, that shit, that shit kind of sticks with you in a weird way. It's kind of hard to explain if you, until you go through it and you experience it. It's like it's a weird, it's a weird thing. So, what did you do when that happened? Just delve into the more of the video making and stuff at that point, just to keep yourself yeah, distracted. Distracted on mine. I was definitely drinking a lot more than I was. Oh, okay. If you on lean heavy, like you know, different drugs and shit, just you know, doing doing my thing, like. And I didn't really realize I was in it going that hard on it because I'm still, you know, like on a functional addict stage. Like, like I'm yep. doing all this shit, but I'm like, I'm super productive. Like, I'm doing everything I got to do. Like, you can't really say, like, I'm slacking or doing no shit. I'm just, you know, I'm taking these things recreationally and just having fun and going out and sh- shooting videos and going to events and just really just distracting my mind. Like, when I look back at it, I was kind of just super just distracting myself. And no, but really, I completely get that. <laughs> yeah, not really just taking account of like how I'm, what I'm doing to my body at the same time. But I was always good with kind of balance. Like I'll drink smoothies and eat salads and greens. I always like I, I forgot to mention even like before I went to DC, I kind of was like plant based for like seven years. I okay. was eating meat and shit, so I was kind of already super on my health journey, and so like even when I was drinking or taking drugs and shit, I was kind of like balancing it out. Not like super going hard on just that. You feel me? So. Right. Yeah. Even now it's like a crazy story. I kind of skipped with that, but <laughs> we can definitely go back <laughs> to on how I even became plant-based. <laughs> That's a we can, like I said, we can cover whatever you want to cover. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we always want to leave people wanting more. So like you got a book yeah. and stuff coming out. So we yeah. will cover whatever you want to cover. Definitely. Yeah, we can, we can, we can get back into 2023. I'll probably say that for the book. Cause just that process of like, I don't know, people that have been through it and lost people and stuff like that. I don't know. Everybody reacts to it different. I kind of deal with definitely different ways. I see life in a different way, but it's still, it's like we all human, so it still hits you in the ways, you know what I'm saying? Especially as somebody that right. kicked it with and talked to all the time. So, and he was like my main, like that was my like my best friend. Like we made, like I said in the beginning about me starting music in fourth and fifth grade, that was who I was with. You feel me? It was me, him, and my brother. Oh, okay. So that shit just kind of hit way different than than like anything else I've been through in a long time. But going even back to even like me leaving high school and my first year trying out college or whatever that towards the end um end up trying shrooms like it was me it was me and my boys and like that 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 experience like changed my life i think that took me like to a whole nother level just in life period because like 
I don't know. That shroom experience was crazy. It was like me and six of my boys. It was a snowy day. It was just like I it kinda I was kinda leading up to it because that was around the time I was kinda like getting into cause and reading up on different Oh things. man. Yeah, DMT and all type of shit. So I'm like, you know, when it just came to the table, it was just a random day. People were like, yo, I'm gonna buy shrooms, yo, yeah, I wanna do it. I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? And we took the shrooms and that experience was just it's nothing like you can't even explain. I always recommend to people if you're gonna do any drug, like try some shrooms, like Try like one and a half grams, you know what I'm saying, and just go outside. And that shit was just a crazy ass experience. Just opened my mind to so much different shit. I was seeing the trees breathing. I was just thinking a whole bunch of crazy shit. I'm like, yo, nah, this is crazy. Like, I probably just thought, yeah, I'm, I'm eating meat like cold turkey that month. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> also, so the mushrooms are what made you go plant based. Yeah, huh? yeah, man. The, the mushrooms just opened me up to a whole different space. I'm like, nah, yo, like this world is different. Like, I'm like, nah, I can't be. <laughs> I just stopped cold turkey. Like, I was just plant based for like the next seven years. It was wow. Like, yeah, it was crazy ass experience, man. That was, that was wild. So, I, out of curiosity, after you took the mushrooms, because I've, I've talked to a couple people that have used them, did that change your? Uh, creative process at all? You feel um, or no? Was it just mainly the the plant base that came out of it? I don't I don't know if it changed my creative process. It kind of gave me more stuff to that I opened up and started talking about because I started. Okay. To me, a lot of stuff became more real. Like like before, there were ideas, but I felt like after I took the shrooms, I was like these things are real, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are right. these are real things. So I started, like, delving deeper into these topics or these spaces and being like, all right, yeah, like, this is what this is, you feel me? So it didn't really change how I was creating, but it just opened me up to a different range of um, topics, I guess, and just being more confident on speaking on the topics because I felt like they were more of a real thing. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. You did shrooms before? I think you're the first person though that I've heard. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. That's okay. Did you ever try shrooms? No. No, I have not. So I uh, stayed away. I smoked weed. That was it. I stayed away from the harder drugs. My myself was alcohol and um, weed. So I, uh, I figured I liked both of those a whole lot. So if I took anything else, I might like that a whole lot as well. So I just uh, made the conscious choice to uh, stay away from that. Yeah, nah, I feel you. I, I, I don't, <laughs> on the other hand, I started with that same shit, but I don't know. I felt like I didn't always, I, I didn't have an addictive personality. So like, I started with weed and and, and drinking definitely like tenth grade. Not even put the grade out there because people didn't even know back then. Right. I was still playing sports, like, you know, sneaking, smoking weed with my brother and his friends and shit. But, like, around then, I was just doing that. But I, I definitely, I probably tried every drug except, like, crack and meth. But even okay. when I say meth, I'd be like, Adderall is damn near like meth. So I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be right. people, I'd be like, I can't even all the way say that. But I probably tried everything, like, once. And I only say heroin because lean is like, damn near like heroin like drinking okay. and shit so but i never like shot up or no just like that i never i've never done that personally like i probably like right. would have done it but i never did anything like that or like smoke like pcp or none of that but 
all the other stuff, I probably tried it once or twice. You know what I'm saying? Just to see what it's like. Because I just felt like I could try it once and be straight. Like, I ain't going to go back to it a hundred times. But So now, was it easy to, to just try it and then not touch it again? Yeah, for the for most stuff. It was probably like two, I'll say like the opioid kind of vibe is like those things I have my little phases like, you know, like three months, like I'll be here and there, you know, and then I'll just start okay. cold turkey like, all right, that's enough. I'm good. I'm weird like that. Ain't no weed. Like I smoked weed damn near all my adult life and then I just randomly just stopped one day. I haven't smoked weed in like a year and a half. I just oh, wow. stopped. You know what I'm saying? At one point I, I was like, I need weed to be creative. I needed to write and but I just end up stopping. I, I have no desire to smoke weed right now. I'm just weird like that. Like, so I'll I'll go through my phase of taking like Zans or whatever and be like, all right, I'm done. I ain't doing that shit. I'll go through my more like more power to you if you can do that. Though. I mean, <laughs> word. I don't recommend I it for people. Right. <laughs> definitely not. Because that shit definitely you go through it. Like when you stop, it's not like super easy. But I can do it because I'm just like I got shit to do. Like I'm not finna be stuck on drugs like i'll go through my little withdrawal process for three four days like all right this shit i feel like shit but i'm not right. gonna go back to it you know what i'm saying because i know like i got a bunch of shit to do and i feel like that having like purpose help you from getting in those drug holes i think because if i didn't have anything i really wanted to do i'll probably be stuck in that hole like just doing it because i'm like what what else am i gonna do you know right so knowing that that makes sense. I mean, I I know that when I was drinking, it was that was probably honestly the the consensus because I was doing it before I had my daughter, and then once I had her, it was like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Not touching that stuff. Yep, definitely. And the kids will do that for sure. Having them children, <laughs> that that that's gonna set you straight for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people change their life when they had children, but. That I mean, yeah, that's that's one way to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> get scared straight. Not the, not the cheapest way to go about it. I can tell you that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I'm scared now to this day. I'm safest. I'm the safest motherfucker you know. I'll be like, now nah, I'm scared. Yeah, if I have a child, it's gonna be super on purpose. But uh, you're like, I like my money. I like my yeah, time. I like my freedom. I like my yeah. <laughs> and definitely, just picking the mother is another task in itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's kind of my flaw. Like I was just kind of being experimental. I felt like it was. It definitely helped my creative process too. It just put me more in like a open my mind to different things and open like different parts of my mind and just started thinking different. And that's kind of was my whole point of doing it. You know what I'm saying? Just trying out different stuff. Like, let me see how I feel when I take this. Let me see how I feel when I take this. Um, I got you. The last year, it kind of was like. Yeah, it was more like a comfort thing, like, you know, distracting my mind type of shit. So I was on the drink, drinking lean heavy, like, whatever, painkiller type of shit. And I'm like, yeah, that that kind of, like, had a little hold on me for a second, though. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I was still super productive. I'm, like, a super functional person on, like, anything that alters my mind. It's like, even when I, I'm drunk, like, I'll interact. Like, you'll think I'm sober, you feel what I'm saying? So, right. Like, I'm kind of just like that. So even when I was in my little phase, I'm like, I'm just getting over, like, starting this new year, like, even before, before things, day fast, I was completely sober, I didn't drink nothing, no wine, nothing, I was just super sober, just, like, pre-getting myself in, I knew this year, I'm, like, I'm not doing anything, I'm going super sober throughout the whole year, 
I'm not even smoking fucking hookah. I'm not doing nothing, you know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of like even in that space now, like going to the little withdrawals and, you know, like getting it all out of my system and detoxing. So I'm just like, yeah, this year I'm just going straight through the year, super sober, just being productive, having more energy. That is the upside of me being extra sober. Just I have a lot more energy and just a lot more. Um, I want to say I'm more productive because I was still doing a lot of shit. Right. I was in my in my you know in my phase, but when I'm sober, it's more just the end. Sleep a lot <laughs> when I'm when I'm in that phase. <laughs> I'm just sleeping, so I don't know if you have more energy to just be up and out and active. Yeah. No, I definitely understand that part. Um, so what's your what's your goals then for this year if you're gonna say if you're aiming for a sober year? Do you have any like anything that you want to accomplish big that you want to accomplish? I mean I'm sure there's little goals and stuff, but Yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel like this year is a bunch of stuff is like um about to kind of just fully blossom like the last two years it was kind of like the seed sprouting of a lot of stuff that was planted like years ago like even with my good mans that my artist the main artist i work with like you know he's about to blow up this year my projects and stuff about to blow up this year i got a short film coming cooking up um oh nice yeah i got like you know, a project coming out a few other projects that close to artists i work with are that i'm gonna be involved in so that's pretty much why I'm like, you know, this has got to be a super focused year because this is like one of them like years where it's like next level year, you know what I'm saying? Where I got to take everything up a notch as far as the business go. I got to be on top of my business. I got the LLC and all that already made. I got my business there. I got to start being on my taxes, all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I feel oh, nice. to be super sober now and really on top of everything because it's like, you know, this this one of them deciding years like as far as a lot of stuff is going to happen this year as far as business. I'm like, all right, let me straighten up. Let me be on my P's and Q's. You know what I'm saying? This just me and be a super transparent because it might help anybody creative and stuff like, because creatives get in these phases, you know, like you do a little this, you do a little that, you know, and it's like, you want to get in that creative mode and find your creative space however you can. And you also like in a lot of social spaces where things are going on like this and, you know, people are drunk. You know what I'm saying? People are doing whatever they're yeah. doing. You could easily get into that loop of just feeling comfortable doing it, but at the same time, it's definitely important to be on top of the business, on top of your focus as far as like just regular life. So definitely, the discipline has to you got to stand on it at some point. Definitely stand on the discipline and the health because that's always number one. If you ain't got your health, you can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely definitely understand that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I try to stay on top of my health. Number one. So let me ask, what? Because you said you're the you're a first generation American here. Um, so yeah. I'm sure you faced all kinds of hassles with that, and you know we're not we don't have to get too much into that kind of stuff. But what what advice would you have for kids or teenagers or anything like that that are kind of maybe going? Because you got, I mean, obviously you know you look at the news and there's a ton of migrants and stuff coming over. Mm-hmm. and things like that so do you have any advice how to navigate i i mean any of this for people that you know don't have the established roots and stuff here yeah i mean 
that's one thing about it too. Like my family was always super small here, and it became so normal to me. It's something I don't even think of, but like sometimes when I chill with some of my friends, they have all these cousins and aunts here, and they come. I'm like, damn, you got big. This is like this is your regular life, but you got cousins you right. normally talk to, and y'all just hang out. And you got aunts and uncles. I'm like. I don't even really, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like you didn't grow up in my house with me or ever come to my house. Like, I don't really know you as far as like a cousin or family member like that. Right. Uh, I don't know. Like, I can't even call it, bro. Like, like majority of my life, I just, I was just outside, bro. Like, I just got involved. I played sports. I was good with art. And it kind of like put me in friend groups, like, you know, like just being okay not scared like just showing my talents basically talents kind of ushered me into different communities and friend groups and i was always like especially in newer show like if anybody knows about area westchester like especially newer show it's it's literally a balance of every single culture like from the jewish people to italians to indians to asians to like regular uh africans to you know american like, right. like <laughs> super street people like you know what i'm saying to like it's it's literally all levels of life are like in this one town and it's it's not even a huge town or city you know what i'm saying so it's like i grew up with every kind of person that kind of like for me for coming having been a first generation american this was probably the best place for me to be because it was also other people from other cultures and you know that were also maybe first generation americans as well so I kind of blended straight in, especially if you come to like, if they come to New York, especially as a first generation American, there is a lot of first generation Americans here. Like, so you probably just going to fit straight in. And lucky for right. me, like I was Jamaican, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? If you know about the Bronx, if you know about Mount Vernon, New Rochelle, like it's hella Jamaican. So that was really nothing for me to just come right in and relate to a lot of people that are here. But especially with people that are even like Mexican or Hispanic, Puerto Rican, like anywhere in this New York City area, the Westchester, like you're straight, like you're gonna figure it out because it's a, it's like home. You feel me? So there's a right. bunch of people that is a bunch of people that are just like you. So that wasn't really like a, it wasn't really nothing I really thought of. I just was outside. I was playing sports. I know I just I I knew how to just be like to mess with people. I knew how to just like you know I was open minded. I knew how to just I always been a people person like that where I got friend groups from all different in all different areas from staters to fucking criminals to damn straight ass people to <laughs> Jewish lawyers. And you know, like to right. rabbis, like literally, like I know I'm cool with all different kind of people and especially sports people, obviously. And then artists as well. So I was just always kind of in that middle group, but it kind of also kind of isolated me in a way because I, I didn't really all the way relate to anybody like that. You feel me? Because I was always like a standout, like a, in a weird way, like I was, I was relatable, but also like weird, cause like you know, I didn't really have like so big ass family. I was like in a weird middle place, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like I related to people, but not all the way a hundred, cause I had so much different variables that made me different. You feel what I'm saying? So that's kind of like um, that was kind of like a weird. But I was like, you know, I, I made it work. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really. Know I think you explained it fine. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It, I I ask because obviously I don't, you know, I don't have any insight on that. So, mm. uh, you know, your your upbringing and my upbringing are completely different, obviously. So, it, it's good to hear from other people what they went through coming up. So, 
Yeah, now nah, I feel you. What state did you grow up in? I'm I'm in Colorado. That's where I've been my whole life. Oh, so Colorado is fire. I, mean, I just recently went out there last year. Like the scenery, like the the like the whole everything is just fire. Like the mountains in the distance and everything. I was driving out to Denver and stuff. I'm like, this is fire. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's very it's very beautiful out here. You know, I joked on a previous episode that like you know you get tired of it. Um, but, you know, that, that's where, if you're somewhere your whole life, I'm sure that's the feeling anywhere, you know, Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, been here and then, you know, traveled a couple places, New York, um, Vegas, New Orleans, stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's always Colorado. So, um, now are you, are you still, are you going to make more music or are you just focusing on, um, your movies and stuff now oh yeah definitely I, I literally just got back into my music bag like i just started dropping again in september that just passed i took like two three years off i was just super into the camera because my homie like i explained that i started making music with yeah i just got out of jail around the time i moved back to new york like 2018 2019 he did like six years so he ended up getting out and then i kind of put my music on hold because i'm like you know he was rapping with me too like before he came out and he already had he like he was building his buzz kind of like we were before he went in so i was like you know okay kind of put my stuff on hold and this is a way for me to get nice with the camera and i could put him in position to kind of get him back in rhythm you know what i'm saying so i kind of put a lot of my my music on hold for like two three years just to kind of put him in help put him in position and get videos and visuals and photos and all that stuff so and then I was just kind of got into that rhythm. I just started like helping other artists. I was building my YouTube channel and doing vlogs and stuff. And then, you know, after a while, people were like, man, we missed the music. Cause people would fuck with my music for sure. They was like, yo, like we want to hear some more music. Like your videos are dope. The photos is cool, but we want some music. You know what I'm saying? So right. I just kind of like got, was getting more into that bag for like, but like for that two years, I didn't really have no desire to record. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was, as much as I was purposely taking a break, I also was kind of like, I couldn't make music for a little while anyway. It was weird. Like, I kind of just wanted to live life and experience stuff and gain more wisdom and knowledge on stuff and travel. So that's that's what I did the last three years. I, you know, touched like three, four different countries, almost damn near almost every state. I still haven't been to Catholic Texas yet, but like, I was just traveling, you know what I'm saying? Just experience stuff, taking photos thinking with other creatives, like helping them build different visions they had. And then, you know, it kind of came full circle. And I'm like, you know, my homie that ended up sending me a bunch of beats as producer I work with. And I was like, you know what? It just kind of aligned. It was right in time. I'm like, no, I'm kind of just jumped back into my rhythm and started just dropping back to back. I just dropped like six, seven videos this last three months. Uh, nice. So yeah, I'm like back in my rhythm now. I'm just going to keep dropping for this next year as I'm also doing the other video stuff in the film for sure so so what's the song you'd have someone listen to if they haven't heard you um man yeah i always think of this question and i'm like man yeah i can answer this but i'm like because it's so much different like it's so much levels to my music i'm not gonna lie like i don't want to put it like but it's a lot of levels to my music like because i also at first 39th it was me my brother my homie jesse and 
you know, we had three other artists too, and then like my homie John Forrest, Hylas Hancho, Lovers, but they ended up doing their own thing. So it was mainly me, Jesse, and my brother. And okay. so we had 39th, and that catalog is like, that's a whole nother beast. You feel me? So I'm like, man, I kind of <laughs> wanted to listen to one of those joints. Like, I would say, like, listen to uh, Go Get It, 39th, Go Get It. It's like regular, like, the number three RD, eight, and then the Anson, then. And I mean nine th third and ninth and then go get okay. it. That that's a super dope song that we did. And then if it's like just me as my own individual individual artist, I will have them listen to like Mission Impossible, Little Llama, Mission Impossible is every a song everybody fucks with. But to get to know me, know me like on a deeper level, I would say listen to Motions. Little Llama Motions is a kind of a slept on song that people didn't really catch like that i just i got super deep on there but i ain't really like you know put it out let like promote it like that um or i would say my recent world tour that track world tour that goes crazy and then you know anything on my youtube channel the recent videos i drop is like you'll get a taste of like my lifestyle like because i usually i don't try to get like super high production videos. I usually just get the homie, whoever I'm with, I just be like, hold the camera and aim it at me. And we shoot 10 okay. shots. But I edit my own show, so it's like, you know, I'm gonna get the best. You don't even have to be, know how to work the camera, just aim it in my direction. And I'm gonna cut out and get the best parts of this, you know? So that that usually is my, that's the kind of the advantage I have when it comes to just dropping my, my video and visuals to my art. I just could drop it all day. I just tell people, aim the camera, and I just shoot my... Whatever I'm doing that day, we just record it. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so my recent videos, you could just kind of get a, a feel of, like, my average life or, like, what I do. Like, I just came back from Miami, Art Basel. Art Basel. It's, like, a week out there where they have a bunch of shows and art shows and stuff like that. My, so I was out there the top and I shot, like, two videos out there. I just dropped those. So those are my most recent artworks is that i've dropped yeah so yeah if you can check that out on youtube Len ellie ma and check it out um and then just keep her from there i got a bunch of stuff coming and then there's a bunch of stuff already on my youtube and then the eye of the llama brand is like my video side where i'm behind the camera and i'm vlogging behind the scenes with like shoots with different artists y'all know like you know the steph london stuff the ed lovers the mari dons the you know the Annabelle's, okay. you know, the Spain artist I'll be working with too. She's super dope. Like I got, it's, it's, it's a bunch of stuff on my my um on the YouTube vlog channel where y'all can see a lot of dope content too. Um, recently we actually nice. just had the show with the baby. I don't know if y'all know the artists like the baby and TJ. I know, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, we just had a super dope show out here in Westchester at the, at our our venue out here, and I was like, you know, behind the scenes on stage showing for them and stuff. So. You can check that. I just dropped that like two days ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, you know, I grew up suburban white, but, you know, I was always drawn to hip hop. So <laughs> yeah. you're not, yeah. you're not speaking Greek to me on some of the stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's just for the listeners and everybody, you know, yeah, you probably know. Colorado is right there though too. Like I'm surprised no breakout artists came from Colorado yet. But when I was out there, they they super they they and they soon with the they sorry. Now you good? <laughs> My dog hears a door and like automatically freaks out. 
Yeah, my dog used to be for sure. I already know. <laughs> um, so where else? Where else can besides YouTube can people find your stuff? Um, yeah, Instagram. I'm Ive the Llama. I'm Ive the Llama everywhere. That's E Y E O F T H E L A M A. The Llama with one okay. F. Like I'm I of the Llama on every single platform, and then Len Llama on all music platforms. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me on Instagram or. Tumblr sometimes or Twitter sometimes, YouTube, okay. you know, YouTube for sure. I'm always on YouTube right. doing something, so those are my main platforms. Nice. Instagram and YouTube, I say, is the best way to keep up with me. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, we'll kind of wrap up here, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out, I don't know if you have or not, but I'm gonna put it out into the universe that since 50 got you into music. Maybe one day you'll be able to do a video with him. Facts. We got he got to have me shoot one of his next shows, man. His episode. Damn, you know he's super in the music, the video, the film space now too. So it's crazy. Yeah. So, so what is what is put it out there? You know, I don't have that big of a reach or anything, but you never know. <laughs> nah, let's put it. <laughs> it happen. It's gonna happen. I'm right here. Yep, it will. <laughs> All right, Lynn. Well, thank you so much for joining me on here. I do appreciate it. Appreciate you for having me too, man. Appreciate you for taking your time out to do this. And shout out to Sai for the alley oop too. Shout out to my boy Sai. Of course. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Lynn, for recording. Uh, it's always appreciated from all parties involved, uh, the listeners and the guests. Uh, remember, go to sticklepodcast.com. We have merch. We have links for the YouTube videos, which currently are now all up through the current episode um you'll find episode transcripts which are being worked on and then just anything you need you can follow us on the social sticko podcast on pretty much any social platform um and you can send us an email sticko podcast at gmail.com if you ever want to be on the show or have anything you want to talk about Uh, and again until next time be safe don't be a stranger